You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. Welcome. I'm Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com, and it's brilliant to have you on today's call. The topic is... Feminine Embodiment, The Womanly Art of Love, Sex and Intimacy. And in this call, um, we're going to explore, uh, firstly, how to resensitize your body to pleasure. And that's so that you can truly enjoy an ecstatic life, ecstatic lovemaking. It's one of the biggest things that women um, often say to me, is that they just are not feeling the pleasure of lovemaking that they the depths of pleasure they really yearn for all the um the pleasure of life right it brings aliveness so that's the first piece the second piece is expressing how you feel as an invitation rather than an accusation uh, the third is how to keep your heart open when all you want to do is shut down turn away and tell the world to f off um, i do drop f bombs and other bombs from time to time just so you know so let's do a warning disclaimer now, not indiscriminately, but just really when there is a um, a point that would be better made in such a way, really. Um, and the last piece is the essential steps to explore and embody your sexual energy in a way that, that brings passion and depth and aliveness to your life and your relationship. So as I was preparing for the call, I realized that as ever, I've... Um, decided to put in way, way, way too much. But this is a slightly longer uh, call length than the radio show. So um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be going um, for around 75 minutes, depending on questions. I really encourage you to have a question, to share a question, and it'll really help you to get way more out of the call. So here's how today's call is going to flow. We'll start by sharing logistics so you know how to ask your questions and make the most of the call. We'll then dive into the main teachings. And then after that, I'll open up the lines for your questions. Um, and then I'll also share with you um, ways to further your learning if that's what you're wanting to do. So having a question is excellent. I'll also share with you a way that you can get um, more support on anything that we've discussed here tonight. So if there's a revelation that you have and you realize that you are really yearning for something or there's something in the way of you um, embodying, experiencing, healing, awakening what it is you most deeply desire in your life, love, sex and intimacy, then what I want for you is to um, awaken, to hear what you're here to hear, to awaken to the insights and then have steps to actually make the transformation in your own body and in your own relationships and in your own life. Because to me, that's, that's really what it's all about. My passion for you is helping you to embody what you deeply desire, to co-create it so that um, you don't languish in that wanting things to be different, but it's just not happening. So I will uh, make sure that I share with you ways that you can get further support. So... Starting off with logistics, um, so like I was saying for those of you who are here earlier, you've made the point of being here on the call. You've allocated uh, hopefully 90 minutes, we'll go for 60 to 90 minutes depending on questions. You've allocated that time, so 
my invitation is that you can get the most of the call. Turn your phone off, shut the door, put a do not disturb sign up. Really make the commitment and set a boundary that you're not going to get distracted and look at other things on your phone or on your laptop if you're dialing in via Skype. Really be here because there's something that you're here to hear. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So give yourself the gift of full presence so you know what comes up for you when we're speaking about what we're speaking about. So you can hear the questions of the other women and, and learn from that as well. Um, and you can really make the most of being here. I always believe that we're in the right place at the right time. So if you're here, there's something you're here to hear. Just be alert, be awake to what it might be. Um, also, uh, if you're when it comes to question time, you can press star 2 to raise your hand. What I do encourage you to do is to press star 2 as soon as you have a question. So even if I'm nowhere near saying I'm, I'm about to open the lines for question time, uh, if I'm talking about something and, and you realize you have a question, press star 2 straight away because the questions come in number order and I will answer them in number order and, and that will give you the best opportunity to get your, your uh, question answered. The other invitation is to have a pen and paper just to make note of whatever comes up for you and what you might want to take action on, work with, uh, any aha moments that you have. So it's always good to have a pen and paper handy. So for those of you who are totally new to today, it's your first time being on the call, um, a welcome to you. And um, I'm Lisa Page. I'm the founder of SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. And I've been personally uh, and professionally, uh, personally exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy for 20 years now. And for the last 14 plus years, working with women and men and couples from around the world um, as a sacred uh, sex and intimacy coach, as a yoga and meditation teacher, as an international speaker, as a writer, um, I'm a poet, so I share what I... For me, it's about learning, living and sharing. So just just know that anything that I share with you today, um, I, I learned and I live. So any challenges that you have... Um, There'll be someone else on this call who's experienced that challenge, and I probably have too. I really am a big believer in using our edges to not only reveal deeper truths about life and about ourselves and living that, but also sharing it with others because it's such a powerful way to learn and to grow and expand and to be who we really want to be in this life. So if you were with me, um, I guess about eight years ago, you would have been with me standing in my hallway. I lived above a post office in uh, the Midlands in the UK. And as I stood there with a book in my hand, I had crystal clear red hot tears just streaming down my face. And it was because I had read this book cover to cover and every page I could feel this burning, yes, yes, yes. Uh, a mixture of both grief and also revelation and desire and excitement. I, I felt like I was reading someone who finally got what I desired, what I yearned for as a as a woman and as a feminine soul. 
are in the realms of uh, sex and intimacy. And the book that I held in my hand is the same book that I uh, share with all women that I believe should read. Um, and it's called Dear Lover by uh, David Dada, D-E-I-D-A. And I stood in that hallway and I swear I made this declaration out loud. You know, there was no one else in the hallway. It was just me. But I made this declaration. And I was like, I'm, I am never going to enter into another relationship unless it's this. And the this that I'm referring to was the this of um, the the full embodiment of who I was as a feminine soul and as a woman, my womanhood, my sexuality, my authentic expression, my unique expression and empowerment and um, and and a relationship that was radically honest, that was um, always using any edge that we came to as an opportunity for revelation, as an opportunity for deeper embodiment and truth and awakening, rather than shutting down and pretending and closing and running away. And the reason it was so important to me was because um, that was off the back of um, a very a painful, long and painful end to my to my marriage. And uh, whilst I had great role models in my parents, they have they had and have an amazing relationship. Um, mine was very very complicated, and I really longed for everything that Data was talking about in that book, Dear Lover. So I made the declaration. Um, I had been separated for for quite a while, and I guess there was a part of me that felt a readiness for that made the declaration, and then uh, about a month later, I was with a friend of mine. Uh, we used to work together, and we were coming back every morning before work when we would um, manage events together. We would um, jog together, and he would do his chigong. I would do my yoga, and we would talk, and on the way back, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a training, a seven-day intensive with David Data in the States. And he told me about it, and I swear I, I looked at him and I said, I have to go there. I can't even tell you why, but I have to go there. And, you know, we were friends, and I said, I know there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, sharing of, of sex, of, of not sharing of sex, there's no sex intimacy in the training, but sharing of, of, of our staff and, you know, what was true for us and what wasn't and our desires and all of that. And I, knew, I knew that that would all be spoken of, and... I said, are you, are you, would you be okay if I went? You know, we worked together. And he said, if you need to go, you go. So I booked. He had booked and I booked. And uh, it was for about three months prior to the training. And one month before that training in Scotland, um, that man and I got together. And that man is my beloved and life partner and uh, business partner, uh, Mo Latin. And we're still together um, nearly eight years later. So that declaration uh, was certainly <laughs> a good declaration to have made, but what I realized was the declaration was a decision and the booking the flight and going to the training, the investing in myself in that way, that was the action. And that embodied action changed everything in my life. It changed everything. I went on for seven years. Um, we've been studying with Data ever since. So I think we've done eight intensive trainings with him, flown back and forth from the US for those. And um, 
I feel incredibly blessed to have done that because he no longer teaches public events, um, only private ones. And in every intensive, I delayered more and more of my armory and I embodied more and more of the feminine soul and this woman that I am in all textures and flavors. And my life is to live that and to continue learning and to share that with you. So what I discovered in all these years since then and that I've been sharing with women is that there's one thing that changes everything and it's embodiment. That it's one thing to have a realization. I want you to have realizations on this call. It's another thing to feel how strongly your desire is to um, uh, embody that realization. The only way it will change is when you take action to embody it. And that's not always easy by yourself. It's just true. But I tell you, when you do, everything changes. And that, I believe, is where you and I come in. Because in all of my professional and personal training, which is a weaving of relational psychology and tantric arts and embodiment practice, in all of that, uh, my deepest passion is embodiment. And that's what I want to share with you today is insights and tools and, and practices for you to embody what you most deeply desire. So, feminine embodiment, the womanly art of love, sex and intimacy. Now, this is an art that is often lost. You know, we're, we're not taught this at school and we're lucky if we're taught this by our parents but most of us, there's no way we were taught this by our parents. What we were taught by our parents was whatever liberation they have around um, love, sex and intimacy and whatever hang-ups they've, they've, they had and have got around love, sex and intimacy. And the, and the same goes for anything that we were exposed to as young children and young people, our culture, our religion, our society, our friends, our peer. You know, that's where um, we form our beliefs and our habits and our decisions around love, sex and intimacy. What I want to point out is that I use the word art, the womanly art of love, sex and intimacy. And my first invitation to you is this. Art is not gradable. You can't give someone an A plus for art or an F minus for art, a 10 out of 10 for art. Art is an expression of the artist. Right? There's no wrong or right. Like all artists, it's not a matter of you being like any other woman on the planet in love, sex and intimacy. It's about you fully uh, expressing your truth, your unique expression of love, sex and intimacy in your own unique way. So that is the stamp that I want to put on everything we say. Some things I will say and you will go, mm, I don't know if that's for me. Other things you'll say, wow, I want that. It's good to look around you and to notice women who embody something you really deeply desire to embody. But it's equally good to notice the women who are embodying something that you are judging as negative or bad or shameful or anything else. Because all of that is an indication to you as to what you have within yourself. You wouldn't see it in another person if you didn't have that within yourself. So 
it's about awakening and enlivening and healing and you know um embodying this the juice and truth of who you are as a woman who you are as a unique feminine being so my my hand on heart invitation is drop comparison today right now yes you might look at um someone you think is really sexy and really free and go wow i'd love to be like that but drop the comparison we all have every trait within us and your unique expression of a particular flavor of sexuality or a, or a a way of loving is going to look completely different to any other woman. It's meant to. I mean, I don't know where we ever got this thing that we were meant to be like anyone else. We're not. You're not. So please drop any comparison and know that, yes, as a painter, you want to cultivate your skill, right? And yes, it's great to cultivate your skill as a lover, as a, as a woman who can inspire his your partner's um, desire and attraction and love and claim and presence, right? It, yes, it is good, essential to cultivate your skill in that, but how you embody it will be unique. And I want you to really begin to trust your uniqueness. Does that make sense? Really, bless your uniqueness. Trust it. Allow it. Because that is why any partner is with you anyway, because of what you are, not because of what you're not. Does that make sense? So, how you express your feeling, if you're expressing vulnerability, how you express that is going to be completely different to the next woman. Can you get clues from someone who can open-heartedly express their vulnerability without fear if you're having trouble with that? Yes. Women learn by assimilation, right? It's a beautiful thing to be in the company of other women. That's why I'm really encouraging you to put your hand up straight away when you have a question because the other women can assimilate learning from your question and, and what you bring to this call, not just what I bring, right? Um, just know you're like a painter. This is, this is your art, your unique art. So you're learning to be the lover you want to be. You're learning to be the woman you want to be, the the artist in your gifting of your sexuality and the gifting of your intimacy and the gifting of who you are and how you express yourself, right? You're cultivating your capacity and your skill to do that and you're trusting your uniqueness. Cultivate your skill, trust your uniqueness. Cultivate your skill, trust your uniqueness. Okay. And trust me, the world is a better place for you, for your uniqueness. It really is. That's why you've come here. I mean, have you have you ever noticed that it is completely and physiologically impossible, even if you have a twin, you don't have the same DNA, right? You, you have the same, you have a different DNA structure. We're all completely unique. So that's why you've come, to be the unique expression you are. Feminine embodiment is, I want you to explore what feminine embodiment is for you. For me, it's about knowing how to fully embody your feminine gifts in love, in sex, in intimacy, in life. 
Um, so it's something that you do for you, first of all. And then you're so overflowing, right? So you're not doing it to get something in return. Sometimes women come to this work because they want to get the attention of their partner, because they want to get more love, more security, more something. My invitation to you is, I get that you might feel like you want to get that, but instead shift it into do this for you, to liberate you, to be all of you, right? To be the juicy, delicious, powerful, sensually alive, authentically expressed, deeply fulfilled woman that you are in life and in relationship, in and out of the bedroom. Do it for you first and then become an overflow of that, right? As you become an overflow of that, you naturally gift your partner. And as you, your relationship, if you're in one, begins to overflow with that, you naturally gift it to the world. And if you're not in relationship right now, then the very act of overflowing that will naturally gift the world, along with all the other beautiful gifts that you bring, all the other skills and artistry that you bring as a parent, as a as a as a um, business person, if you're in business, what you know, as a sports person, if you're in sport, um, you have all these other gifts. This is one aspect of your gifting to the world. The other thing that I want to say is that when I'm speaking of the womanly art or feminine embodiment, I'm really not talking about the art of seduction or manipulation. Um, I'm really not. I. Anything that you, look, let's face it, as a woman, the truth is you could seduce any man to do anything, anytime if you learned how. Look, let's face it, um, women have distracted men from their presidency, from all sorts of things because you are this oceanic power, incredibly alluring. My um, invitation for you is, be this overflow for you and then in relationship, be this fullness to inspire what you know is the deepest integrity of your man, what you know is his deepest presence. Because if he can bring deeper presence to you, he brings deeper presence to life. If he brings uh, deeper integrity to you, he brings deeper integrity to life, right? So this is about inspiring uh, being the embodiment of that inspiration for yourself, for your partner, and for the world. Um, and, you know, it's it's really, hmm, let's not get me started, it's really sad and infuriating to me that a woman's sexuality has been used against her for so many thousands of years that if you, that there is a, Belief that is long held um, that if you are totally empowered in your sexuality, that you are somehow a danger. That that's what was believed in for a very long time. It's shifting, right? But you have to know that um, you are incredibly powerful, and. Um, religion and the patriarchy way of society has feared that for a very long time. Now with this arising of feminine embodiment, arising of consciousness in your sexuality, in your sensuality, 
in your devotional heart, in your power, capital P, right? There's an arising of this in this collective consciousness that we live in. And now is the time for you to embody this for you, for your relationship if you're in one, and for the world. Now is the time. It really, really is. So let's talk about firstly uh, resensitizing your body to pleasure. Now, why might you want to do this? Well, first of all, because life is so much more pleasurable. So is lovemaking, right? When you can truly feel the pleasure that is moving through your body, you know, in the industrial age and in this age of do, 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 busy, busy, busy. Pleasure is often a forgotten tonic, a forgotten power, um, a forgotten right, because we're so disembodied, we're so in our head, we're so, um, we feel guilty about taking time out for our own pleasure. But my invitation to you today is to really explore pleasure for you. What would it mean for you if you could have more pleasure in your life? What would it mean for you if you had more pleasure in your lovemaking? You know, pleasure, uh, we could do an entire seven-day retreat on pleasure if you really got me started. But, you know, what I will say here is that Pleasure in your body enhances your immune system, your well-being, your health. It creates oxytocin, which is the hormone that allows you to feel connected to yourself and other and life that increases your capacity to cope with stress. Um, pleasure gets you into your body and out of your head and out of the overwhelm and the distraction from what's really here now. So pleasure brings you into presence, full presence to life and to others and to yourself and to how you feel. Pleasure is energizing. It's empowering. It, it allows you to experience a greater flow in life. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. This was, um, and this is beautiful actually, one of my clients who's in the Goddess Embodiment Circle um, recently posted this. She's worked with me for a number of years and she said, oh my God, Lisa, I did that thing that you told us about, you know, however many years ago. And it totally worked. And I have to tell you what the thing is. So one day, uh, many, many years ago, I decided that um, as a part of my practice, on the hour, every hour, I set an alarm. And I was going to gift myself with pleasure every hour for the entire day. So um, the types of things I would do is, is move with pleasure to music that I love. Or I might massage my breasts in a way that felt incredibly pleasurable or I would self-pleasure or I would rock my hips in a way that was pleasurable. I would make sound of pleasure because when you, when you moan in pleasure, you activate pleasure, right? Um, I uh, breathed in a way that was pleasurable. I, um, I, every hour I did something that that awakened and allowed me to experience pleasure. Not for a long time, just a few minutes. And I tell you, I had the most productive, fulfilling and pleasurable day that day. It totally transformed 
my awareness around pleasure. Having done it as a committed practice, now I quite often do that. Maybe not every hour, but I have a deep integration of pleasure in my own life. And so this client of mine said, oh my God, I did it. And you're, you're right, it really, really works. So you can take that on as a practice, give it a try. Um, because you're, you're energizing yourself in ways that you might never have imagined. You truly are. So what we're talking about here with pleasure is resensitizing your body so you can actually feel the pleasure. And stress and tension is one of the biggest preventers of pleasure. So just, you know, if you imagine, just do it for a moment. Stretch your arm. I think I talked about this in the last radio show. I'm having a flashback. But if you stretch your arm out, it's really tight and you touch it. You can't really feel much. But if you relax it and then you touch it, it's amazing how much more you feel. So relaxation is required for pleasure. And pleasure at the same time actually opens your body for deeper relaxation. So we're talking about cultivating a deep relaxation so you can enjoy the pleasure of life and however you do that is up to you. Um, another example from a client that I'm working with in a six-month uh, private program, um, just the other day she was saying to me she's been doing one of the, there's a, a women's healing relaxation that is in the Goddess Embodiment Circle Library and she started doing it every day and she walked she's been doing it and she's been really allowing her breath to be really full and she, she walked into into work and she just could feel like she was like giggling with the pleasure of life she couldn't believe that life was this pleasurable and all she'd done was you know this relaxation for a few days and, and focusing on her breath for a few days i mean how phenomenal is that to walk around your life and feel the pleasure that is moving through you? And I think that's the dilemma is that we're so stuck in our head, we don't even know what's pleasurable anymore, let alone feel it when it happens. And then on the flip side, sometimes we shut down or we contract because pleasure might be too intense, especially if we have trauma around pleasure or, or trauma in any way. So we're talking about resensitizing your body for pleasure so that you can feel the natural pleasure of lovemaking, the natural pleasure of life that exists in every given moment. It's allowing it, feeling it and allowing it. And the allowing of it is something that we really need to get out of our heads and into our bodies for. So... Um, again, I just want to remind you, if you have any questions that come up, please press star 2 to raise your hand straight away so I can answer them in order. So I want to go through each of our topics uh, in, in order. So if I were to give you a practice, for example, a way to resensitize your body for pleasure, I would say this. Use your senses as a gateway. I was only just writing some poetry on this the other day. What I want to say to you is your senses are not a sin. Like, you know, we're, we're taught, you know, the senses are a sin. And, you know, in all these patriarchal practices and religions and cultures, it's not. Your senses are a gateway to feel and live life fully, right? So practice tasting what you're eating, what you're drinking. Practice smelling like if you walk past a rose, don't walk past it, smell it. 
And don't just smell it and discard it, but really breathe it in. Allow that scent to awaken something in you. When you touch something, feel it. When you are being touched, feel it. Um, feel the your, your feet on the earth when you walk. Feel the breeze caressing your skin. When you see, I mean, we're, we're so blinded often when we see. So when you're looking, really practice looking to see, receive through the senses, receive through sight. You know, I live on the beach, like literally 10 metres from the sand. And every time someone comes, I go, oh my God, I don't know how you work from home. I would never get anything done if I, w I lived here. And it's always a great reminder for me because it's very easy to, when you look out on the ocean all the time, to not really see it. The exquisiteness, the exquisiteness, how do I say that? The exquisiteness of it, right? And yet there are times when I look out and and the, the sea's all glassy and the sun's starting to set and there's just these golden shimmers dancing on the water and it's exquisite. There are other times like last night where it's it's the the colour of the ocean is green and dark and you know the sky is all different colours of grey and white and sometimes I might walk past and not even notice that. But the moments that I do notice it, oh, then you're alive, right? So my invitation is to use your senses as a gateway and carve out time for pleasure, to be fully present and allow it. If you find it difficult, then that's when you need to reach out for help, especially uh, in lovemaking um, or you're having trouble getting out of your head. So just know this, this is what I'm here for. Email me, lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. I love your questions. I love hearing them and, and I always answer my emails personally. So please know that. Um, I have my assistant do other things. When it comes to my emails, they come straight, straight to me. So let's now move to expressing how you feel fully as an invitation rather than as an accusation. Okay. When you express how you feel as an accusation, essentially what you do is you cause separation. So if you accuse yourself, if you say to yourself, ah, you're wrong for feeling this, what do you do? You judge that part of you, you disconnect. Now unfortunately you then relegate that part to, of yourself to the shadow and I guarantee you it will come up in dysfunctional ways. So when you say to yourself, it's shameful to feel pleasure or you're wrong for crying or you're wrong for getting angry whatever you relegate to the shadow it's got to come up dysfunctionally it has to it's a part of you so um you cause separation if you are to um accuse yourself if you are in relationship with someone and you say you're this you're that because you're unable to say i feel really scared i feel really vulnerable i feel really angry whatever it is with an open heart as an invitation, you cause separation between you and the other. And we do the same thing with the world, right? It's just a, a bigger circumstance. So accusation causes separation. An invitation allows you to bring yourself in, to integrate that part of yourself rather than put it into the shadow and cause splits in your psyche. With your intimate partner, uh, when you invite them into how you feel, 
there's actually nothing more delicious to a man than to dive into a fully expressed invitation of feminine energy, feminine expression, feeling, right? Um, the other thing is that you've got to remember that when you are free to express how you feel, you give the other and the people around you permission to do the same. It's it's so incredibly unhealthy to express how you feel. It's, you know, I mean, if you know um, about meridians and um, um, holistic modalities of medicine, then you'll know that liver sits in the anger, grief sits in the lungs. Um, our body, and I learned this when I studied Drew Yoga, um, because we have sequences that are called energy block releases because it's a very good yoga for detraumatization. Um, how you feel, if 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 not fully felt and expressed and allowed and released, it settles into the body, into the psyche and settles into the body and it impacts your neuromuscular system, so how you hold yourself physically. It impacts your nervous system, so how you from that moment respond and react to life. It impacts your perception, what you perceive, how you see things, how you feel about things. So suppression is incredibly unhealthy. It blocks you from the connection that you're really yearning for, the love in that in that moment. Um, and suppression is destructive. It really, really is. So if you ever think that you're keeping the peace by not expressing how you really feel, think again. Because if you're still... It's, it's one thing to go, oh, okay, I'm done with that. But if it's seething underneath or it's been squashed down and denied, trust me, it'll come up. And when it comes up, your partner won't know what the hell's going on because it won't be in relation to what's happened in the moment. It's in relation to what happened previously. And that's confusing and just causes conflict. Whereas an invitation into how you feel allows for you to dive into each other. So for every woman, it's different. What I want you to feel into for yourself, what feelings do you tend to suppress, ignore, or feel ashamed of? What is it for you? For me, it was anger. I, I, you know, in my family, I really never saw anyone get really, really angry. So I thought that it was not okay to get angry. And I've really practiced that. I'm now very, very good at unleashing my loving wrath upon my intimate partner because we've agreed that I can do that. And it's not a toxic dump. It's an aliveness. It's a reminder for him if he's out of integrity or it's a an expression that brings aliveness. And you have to remember that the degree to which you can feel um, sorrow is the degree to which you can feel joy. The degree to, to which you can feel the agony is the degree to which you can feel the ecstasy. You've got to think of it as a spectrum. On one end, there is an opposite pole. So if you suppress one, you suppress the other. Does that make sense? So this passion um, is um, released and revealed. This energy is released and revealed. This passionate, loving energy. When you feel free to um, express your open-hearted anger, not as a toxic dump, not to make that person wrong, but as an invitation. Um, your hurt is an invitation. It's an invitation for presence and care and love and integrity. So really feel into for yourself today, because for those of you who are on the call who have worked with me 
for many years or just started to because you're, you're either working with me one-on-one or you're in the goddess embodiment circle. Um, today, what do you notice? What, what do you feel stuck around expressing? What do you want to express more of? What do you feel ashamed of? It takes a lot of energy to suppress how you're feeling. Um, and then you're missing out on the wisdom of each of those feelings. You know, each feeling you have carries a wisdom. It might be an invitation to explore a pattern that's going on that's not serving you. Or it might be a deeper informing, a guiding you to say something, to do something, to not say something, to not do something. So every feeling is a messenger. And it's about learning how to discern what is from the past, what is drama, what is residue from unexpressed feeling from the past and what is real and here and in this moment. And then once you know how to feel it, allow it, discern what it is and then express it as an invitation with an open heart, an invitation to the world, right? So we're talking about feeling it, allowing it, trusting it, discerning what's drama, what's a trigger, what's informing you and having the personal power to express it with anyone, anywhere, anytime. Okay? Anyone, anywhere, anytime. And maybe use the words, I feel, rather than your da-da-da-da-da, right? Maybe it's just a word, a phrase like that. Or maybe it's learning how to express it in sound and movement, both in and out of the bedroom. The question is, where do you get blocked? Do you get blocked at feeling it? Are you completely numb to it altogether? Do you get blocked at allowing it? Do you get blocked at trusting it? Do you get blocked at expressing it? That's where your work is. That's where my work is. Does that make sense? So... The next piece... And again, my invitation to you is raise your hand, press star 2 if this is bringing up a question for you because I'm going to answer the questions in um, in order. So press star 2 to raise your hand if you have a question. The next piece we're going to dive into is how to keep your heart open when all you want to do is shut down, turn away and tell the world to fuck off, right? We've all been there. I go there a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, we all do, right? There's... there's Everyone has a different way of shutting down. But what we're talking about here is how to keep your heart open when you're most triggered. It's not easy, right? Because there's a trauma behind that trigger. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. How to keep your heart open when um, the feeling is so intense that all you want to do is hide, turn away, lash out, right? How do you keep your heart open? Because when you do... You transform that moment of closure into openness. And in that openness resides deeper connection, deeper passion, deeper revelation of who you are, a fuller liberation of who you are, of what's here. And you have to remember you're always rippling out how you're being. So if you're riddled with tension and closure, that's what you'll ripple out. If your openness itself in this moment, you'll ripple that out. So when you free yourself, you totally free others. 
You truly, truly do. When you suppress yourself, when you close your heart down, you imprison yourself. And you actually do the same for others. I mean, think about it. The people you know and, and, and yourself when you have been so heart open, right? It's a risk because if you're open, there's a chance you will someone will enter and they will not be sensitive or they won't be um, gentle with that beautiful, vulnerable heart. There's a vulnerability in openness. There's a power in openness as well. So we shut down for temporary self-protection. We shut down out of habit. We shut down because we're too afraid to experience what we fear might be on the other side of opening. We shut down because we're too afraid to experience what we fear might be on the other side of opening. If we had a guarantee that the other side of opening would be freaking fantastic and delicious and amazing and ecstatic, there would be no fear whatsoever. There would be no need to shut down. But we do because we're afraid to feel whatever you're afraid to feel. So what is it for you? Are you afraid to feel pain? Are you afraid to feel loss? Are you afraid to feel vulnerability? I will never, ever forget, I did an immersion. Um, Mo and I did a couple's immersion with some clients. And all she wanted was for him to be present. I mean, really deeply present. She's a strong, beautiful, amazing woman. She's really strong, right? And so her partner, she could crush her partner in a second with this feminine oceanic woman that she was and we were right there and um, they were facing each other he was breathing her and Mo was on one side of them I was on the other and he was so deeply present I mean immaculately he could not have gotten more present he was immaculately present and she started to shut down the more present he got and yet this is what she was aching for right and then in that moment that she was about to shut down completely, I said so that she could hear, um, okay, here's what's happening right now. I'm going to use Joe and Claire. That's not their real names, but so that they're anonymous. Joe, you are as deeply present as you can possibly be right now. And Claire has been wanting that all her life. But right now, it's scaring the fuck out of her. Because... Somewhere deep in her being, the thought of losing this love that you are bringing is excruciatingly painful. And the truth is that one day she will lose it. You'll either die or leave or something will happen because this like, is life. Everything is changeable. And so in this moment she has a choice. She can shut down and never experience the steps of love that you're bringing. Or she can breathe right now really fully and open to it. And in that moment, she completely broke open. She didn't break down. She held his gaze. She breathed. She let the tears stream and he got to see the yearning of her heart as well as the incredible vulnerability it takes to risk being entered that deeply. And this is what we're doing all the time. Life 
can enter us in any given moment if we can just keep our heart open. So my invitation to you when you feel like shutting down, keep your eyes open, keep your heart open, keep your breath open, keep your body open. Feel it fully. Resist the temptation to turn away to hide your face. This will be extremely difficult for you if you've never done it before. And in certain circumstances it will be easier and others it will be difficult. You might need outside help. That's okay. That's why we have what we have in this world. A plethora of people who can help you. you can, I can help you. In the Goddess Embodiment Circle, there's so many resources in there to help you. We could work one-on-one. You could work with a trusted woman friend. It's just practice and getting guidance from someone who knows how. Does that make sense? Oh, boy. So, what I want to check in is I want you to invite you again to raise your hand so that they're in order let me know it could be a question or it could be an aha moment that you've had so my invitation is to share it whatever your revelation is because it will serve other women uh, or share your question put your hand up both pressing star two and do that while I go into the last piece which is um, the essential steps to explore and embody your sexual energy in a way that really brings depth and passion and aliveness to your life and your relationship. So what I'm talking about here is um, sexual energy is life force. So to me, your sexuality is the imprint. It's the way that life force moves through you. Your sexuality... Um, can be static if you let it be. It can be dynamic and changing if you let it be. But, you know, we have the imprints of those around us, society, culture, experience, right, that that shapes, uh, you know, our very DNA, who we came into, our biology. All of that influences our sexuality. I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm talking about sexual energy, life force that moves through you, shakti, right, that moves through you. Now remember what we talked about at the beginning and that's you're this exquisitely beautiful, unique, feminine being. So there are different flavors of sexuality, right? There's dark, there's light, there's uh, giggly, um, there's slutty, there's uh, seductress there's you know infinite flavor and textures of sexual energy and so you want to know what flavors bring me alive or what do I want to explore what do I want to embody and you also want to know what do you resist what do you judge in other women because here's the thing if you're in an intimate relationship, I can pretty much guarantee you that the flavor that you resist the most will probably um, 
radically inspire your intimate partner. It's, it's always the way. So your partner is with you because they love you and they love the sexual energy that naturally flows through you. Of course, right? When you bring um, um, authentically a flavor of sexual energy that you've resisted in the past, it's really invigorating to your relationship and incredibly inspiring to your partner. More than that, Again, what I want to speak to is whatever you suppress takes energy and and when you liberate that part of yourself, that sexual flavor through you, you liberate energy. You have more energy to do everything else in your life, right? So it's really, really important that you know um, what you are already comfortable with and what you would like to explore because it intrigues you and what you're already comfortable with and what you would resist the most. Does that make sense? Um, It's about learning to trust yourself as a sexual woman, as a sexual being, to trust the life force, to let go of the, the taboos and the judgments and everything that shuts you down. It's trusting life force and trusting it to flow through your sexual body. And it is about cultivating your skills to allow it. I mean, there are many sexual flavors that, you know, five years ago I really had trouble with. But but, I, but I've trained my body to be more and more open so that I have a palette. Like as an artist, you don't want to just paint with one or two colors. It's boring. But when you paint with this whole exquisite array of colors and different you know, kinds of brushes, you get this um, beautiful, you have more skills to express who you are through that art. And it's the same in your sexuality. It's the same in the bedroom. So it's like we talked about before. It's cultivating your skill and it's trusting your uniqueness. So get to know your sexual body and and uh, and sexual energy moving through you. What turns you on? What doesn't? What do you feel? What do you desire? Um, and again, be, especially especially around sexual energy, most women uh, need and want to explore this with someone because it makes it way easier, way easier. So, and I know um, that's a lot of for those of you who are on in the um, goddess embodiment circle, we're about to start sacred shadow work uh, for the feminine, and that's part of what we'll be exploring is the shadow uh, of your sexuality. So just know that your um, your aliveness, your capacity to gift your intimate partner, your capacity to be an overflow of who you are sexually. I'm not talking indiscriminately in a shopping center. I'm just talking about where you consciously choose. Um, liberates you in more ways than you could have ever, ever imagined. Really. It really does. So... Thank you. I can start. I can see that um, hands are now being raised. So thank you. Um, I am about to open the lines for your questions. So please uh, jump on, jump in line by pressing star two to raise your hand. Uh, before I do that, I just want to share with you what I really feel are the essential ingredients, the thread that allows you to shift whatever has been revealed to you, whatever insights you've had from today into a transformation in your life, into a transformation in your relationship, in your sexuality, in your sexual experience, in your intimacy, in in the love you share with an intimate partner. 
the first thing that happens is you have a realization, an insight. And when you have an experience of something different, it really wakes you up to, oh, I want more of this, right? We've all felt that you have an experience of something and you go, oh, I want more of this. Or you experience something you really don't want and you're like, I really don't want this, I want something else. You have a realization. And then you feel really strongly about it. And the last place for it to drop into is the body. That's where that's where the magic happens. That's where the change happens. But it takes practice because we're talking about rewiring your nervous system, your neuromuscular system, how you're wired to think and feel and respond to typical situations. So it takes practice. And when you're practicing something new, you need support because there are times when it gets tough. If it were easy, you'd just be doing it on your own already, right? So that's why calls like this are really valuable because this is a way of supporting you. I offer as many ways of radio show this to support you, to, to hold your hand so when you're having trouble, you can ask questions. Um, and that guidance is something that I, you know, I get in my life as well. That's why I learn it, live it and share it with you community of like-minded women um, is also really essential. So I really encourage you to find a community of like-minded, like-souled women who will hold you accountable to your new way of being, to the, the way you desire to be, who will love you as you are and hold you accountable, who will challenge you to rewire your own internal structure, right, and support you and praise you and celebrate you as you are and as you do uh, embody or step into how you want to be more and more. So community is really important. And that's why I created the Goddess Embodiment Circle and that's why I run private programs. And I did say to you that I was going to um, give you a way to get more support. And I would say that that is the way. The, the Goddess Embodiment Circle is a is a beautiful, intimate community of phenomenal women from around the world. And in that circle, you get group coaching calls every two weeks. You get a private forum to ask any and every question. You get weekly love notes from me with practices, feminine embodiment practices. Um, you get recordings of any calls you miss. You get access to my entire digital resource library and everything that I create. So like I said, we're doing uh, shadow work, uh, sacred shadow work for the feminine coming up and then um, uh, working with the psyche, dream work analysis something that I study with one of my teachers, um, Dr. Clarissa Pinkle Estes, who I have deep respect for. Um, and so from my training with her, I'll be sharing that in the new year. So it's a way, it's, a, it's just this beautiful, sacred space to explore everything you want to heal, awaken, let go of and embody. It's way easier to do it in the company of other really good women. And so what I want to invite you to is to um, I, I open registration little bit by little bit for this circle. It's by application only and I do that because I want to make sure it's a good fit for you. It's really reasonably priced. It's not that it's expensive. It's only uh, 97 a month. Um, but I do that because it's a way to make sure that you're a good fit and it's a perfect fit for you. For those women... If you're on the call right now and you feel like, oh, that's what I want as a community of women and you want to find out more, um, email me, Lisa at Soul Satisfaction for Women, because for the first three women who join from this call, who apply and join, um, you will receive a 
complimentary one-hour coaching session with me. So that's my gift, which you can use at any point in time. You'll need to apply, and that's a one-hour session, a breakthrough session, where you apply, and you get lots out of that already. But um, uh, if you apply and you join, you'll also get an additional one-hour coaching. It's only for the first three because my schedule is so full and you can use it any point in time doesn't need to be straight away but I want to offer that for you if you feel moved and you just want to know more then I encourage you to email me and get the information and, and then from there if it feels like a fit then um, apply and join so with that in mind I'm going to open the lines for your questions so I can see the first hand up and let's have a look. Beautiful. So, first question is. Let me unmute the line. Pardon me. There we go. Caroline. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Um, I I just wanted to make a a bit of a a bit of a comment or realization. Um. Mm. I really appreciated what you were talking about early on about dropping comparison, trusting yeah. your uniqueness, allowing it and blessing it. You know, your partner is with you because of who you are. You're mm -hmm. gifting the world, you know, with who you are and cultivate your skills, trust your uniqueness. You can tell I've taken notes, but it really yes, is. I love that. <laughs> and, um, and then... I guess what you were talking about, Mo, uh, recently with the um, the bedroom stuff and the sexual flavors and trusting mm. the life force to flow through your sexual body. Like, yeah. I just I just love that because that that's just been the biggest issue for me is just mm. trusting myself in all facets of life. And yeah. um, and before you say anything, I just wanted to I'm happy to be open and say that I'm a member of the Goddess Embodiment Circle and that is an absolutely beautiful transform, transformational community um, oh. and it's just been amazing and I can't, yeah, I can't ever imagine myself wanting to leave, you know, because it's just been mm. fantastic and even when you were talking about it then it, and all the benefits and the beautiful community, it just gave me goosebumps again and have been grateful to be part of it and um, of course oh. me and you living in the same city we've been fortunate enough to meet too which yes. is and I've met actually some of the other women in the circle in person which is I mean the online is powerful enough you know but then to meet in person is it's just magic yeah oh beautiful thank you for sharing that I I it's the reason I created the the circle was exactly for that is because I truly believe that for embodied transformation you need the support you need the reflection you need the resources you need the practice and you need the the praise and the celebration of who you are and the guidance and the um, the reflection for when you want to cultivate a new skill um, but without but trusting that you are unique and trusting that there's nothing broken it's just an allowing of more and more of who you are and there's nothing more powerful than being in a community of women and I'm we're blessed to have you in there and all the women in there it's exquisite it's it's 
I don't think you can really describe it and, until you try it. <laughs> yep, definitely. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Caroline. Beautiful. Yep, thanks. Okay. So, uh, star two to raise your hand with a question. The lines are ready and there is space for another question. So, please... Do share it if you have one. I'm going to pop your hand down, Caroline. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the lines are open. I'm here waiting. I will answer any question you have. So um, go for it. Or share a, share a revelation. Okay, here's one. Opening the lines. And your number is... Last three digits is 554. So the line is open. Hi, um, yeah, well, thank you for tonight's call, first of all. I find your um, message and your voice just perfect for me. It feels like I was just taking everything in and I was like, yes, yes, okay, good. This is what I've been needing. Um, for me, I guess my question is around understanding my feminine um, cycle. Um, I have been on contraceptive pills and marinas and things my whole life since I was about 16 and now I'm 29. And yep. it's been three months where I've had no fake hormones in my body and mm. I've just noticed I'm now at the age of 29 going oh is this what people mean when they say PMT because I've never <laughs> been I've never I've never I've, it's like I've been a man my whole adult life right yeah. um and so the ride and the journey I've been really sharing with my partner and I've found exactly what you said before about you know feel like I wanted to just run away yesterday I had probably like the most full-on emotional, you know, wow, mm. I felt like I had a six-car freeway in my mind and I wanted to do yes. everything and nothing all at once. And it was like yes. a tornado, right? Yes. And I just shared it. I'd lay on a lounge room floor crying and I just shared with him what was coming up for me and I was like, oh. it would be so much safer for me to just close down and hide this from you, but I yes. need to share what's going on because it's fascinating for me, yes. you know? Yes, um, so it's revelatory, guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't even really know what my question is, but I just wanted mm. to ask you what your guidance would be in me basically being 29 and figuring out what it means to be a woman at the first time yeah. in my life and where oh. I should be going. And I'm definitely interested in David um, looking him up, so thank you for yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah any advice for me? <laughs> look, look, I really get it. Um, there's, a, there's a blog post somewhere on my site if mm -hmm. you put, uh, if you search, there's a little search button in the top right-hand corner. I'm trying to think of what it was called. If you, I tell you what, email me, Lisa at Soul Satisfaction okay. for Women. Email me, and yep. I'll find it for you, and I'll send it to you because there's a video I created on this. Um, but I tell you what, I will say. Um, the <laughs> the feelings that come up. What I love is that you didn't hide, you know, you just mm. lay on the floor and you went, oh my God, this is what's going up. Mm. And and really that's the way to be with it. Um, mm. There is a natural rhythm to being a woman. So if you think of the ocean, the tides go out, the tides come in, sometimes um, and in some ways and in some places the ocean is crashing on the rocks sometimes gently lapping, sometimes deep and still and swirling, sometimes bubbling. I mean, you are truly oceanic. And 
this mm. world of feminine feeling um, is a wild ride for any mm. masculine man who dares to ride it, you, allow that. And when it's new to you, it can be um, sometimes confronting, sometimes shocking, mm. confusing, you know, because we're taught that PMT, quote unquote, right, is something that should be fixed. Because God yeah. forbid that a woman should actually feel outrage. God forbid that a woman should actually feel fed up, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we better fix that because we don't want all the women of the world to realize how fed up they are with something or how outraged or how vulnerable or how powerful. And this is the thing. What I, what I would invite you to do is to uh, practice feeling and allowing it all. Yeah. And when you come to these feelings that are harder, and for every woman it's different, some women have no problem with the ocean of rage. For other women it's incredibly confronting. Some women mm -hmm. um, have no problem with feeling the ocean of tears. Like, you know, I, I'm a, I am oceanic, like I'm water, 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 like, you know. <laughs> so that I never had a problem with but the ocean of, of rage I, I, I did and so that's something that I've had to practice allowing in a way that is an invitation rather than an accusation so for mm, you I, I, I would really invite you to begin to notice what does come up and even keep a journal if you can not yeah, from a place that. of yeah. great not from a place of self-judgment but really from a place of curiosity. So let me give you an example. I'm 43, yeah. okay? So I, um, I, went, I went into perimenopause early, like five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've really noticed the, the ocean is... I, I'm navigating waters in my ocean I've never navigated before. Because, wow. because the hormonal flow is different. But because I'm prepared for it, I'm willing to... The essence, the critical steps are, first, first and foremost, it's not how you feel that matters. It's how you feel about yourself as you feel it. Yes. I definitely noticed that there was a lot of judgment about like god why am i feeling this way i'm the worst yes. person in the world and, yes. You know, yes 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 and that just made me even heavier you know I'd yeah feel like i pulled myself out of it and then it was yeah that self-loathing yeah. like wow i should be stronger than this or i shouldn't be yeah. impacting my relationships and all of that so yeah but it yeah. is a very fascinating journey for sure and yeah i've been journaling since my last period like every day like okay this day this is what i felt like eating this is how busy i was for work like blah blah yeah. blah like just noticing all the different things so that I'm hoping I can start predicting those waves and those tides yeah. in a better way. So, yeah. yeah and cool. really exploring um, what comes up thematically. Like if you notice that every time, okay. every time before you, you start to bleed, you have frustration or exhaustion or um, resentment or whatever it is, if there's a theme, then you want to explore what's really going on here. 
you know like for women who feel resentment normally that's because I don't have the courage to express my clarity of boundary in this so instead I'll say yes when I mean yes no when I mean uh, yes when I mean no and vice versa and Mm. I'll just feel resentful and and guaranteed it will come up (laughs) anything we shove away comes comes up so it's like you know women in in indigenous the this whole red tent thing was because you this was a time for the sight this was a time for you to know deeper truths and so they would go away in a tent and 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 not be um bothered with cooking and cleaning and tending to anyone but just to be in this lodge with other women to allow the revelations and mm. then they could by allowing it fully and trusting it they could then bring back the the juicy fruit of that that work that they've done, and yeah. and and you need nourishment. Mm. You you need deep nourishment. When you bleed, you lose a lot of energy. So not only are you losing um, uh, blood and iron, but you literally lose energy. So for example, I um, had some. <laughs> Um, hospital adventures this year where I um, became incredibly, incredibly anemic. And um, what I noticed was even as I built my um, my blood levels back up, my bloods were flushed, like I had plenty of iron, plenty of iron stores. But because I was still bleeding, it wasn't until I noticed when I stopped actually bleeding, my whole energy changed. And I thought, isn't that fascinating? Physiologically, I've got enough blood, right? But energetically, you're losing energy. And that's why it's a time for rest. It's a time for nourishment. You know, if every woman could take three days out when they have their period, the world would be a better place. Not because they're grumpy cows, but because they would be honoring the nourishment that they need physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically, and they would be able to discern um, what's really going on and, and bring wisdom, deeper wisdom to their life and their, their intimacy and their gifting to the world. Is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. But email That's me funny. and I will, um, I'll, I'll find that link for you and I'll send it to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tonight as well. It's been lovely. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Stick around for more questions because, you know, your question serves every woman on this call. So I really thank mm-hmm. you for asking it too. Cool. Thank you. Beautiful. My pleasure. Okay. So ladies, questions, revelations, come on, share them. It's so powerful uh, to share what's come up for you, whether there's a resistance, a revelation, an insight. Uh, bringing it to a circle like this serves every woman as well as yourself, just speaking something out loud. So my invitation there, I'm refreshing to see if there are any more questions, but I'm really inviting you to bring a question. Otherwise, I can bring the call to a close if you wish, Uh, but I don't have to. I'm here for you. That's what this is all about. So I'll refresh another couple of times Mm, to see what your question is. So just a reminder that if you do feel, okay, there is a question, I'm going to answer that. If you do feel inspired to know more about the Goddess Embodiment Circle, 
please email me soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. Um, the special bonus of the extra one-hour coaching um, is something that I can only give to the first three women. Um, if you feel moved to know more, I'll send you the information and then you can decide if you want to apply. So, beautiful. We do have another question. So let me just open the line. Okay, the line is open and this is Marjorie, I believe. Yes, hello. Hel Hi, great to hear you again. Thank oh. you. <laughs> it's good to be here. Good. It is now uh, almost 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, you beautiful woman. Oh, that's dedication. Oh, aren't you amazing? Oh. Oh, it's a long story, <laughs> but I won't get into that part. Um, yeah, I just um, I don't really have a question, but um, I guess what's been on my mind, which has been on um, so many of us, you know, what's been happening in the world um, this past week with all the uh, terrorism and things like that that's going on. Mm. And um, then tonight we're talking about um, love and pleasure and, mm. you know, all these different wonderful things. And um just mm. kind of trying to put those two... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, things that seem to be opposite, and how can we make sense yeah. of some of this stuff? If you, I just was wondering if you had any thoughts on mm. how we can help to heal the world. Mm. You know, um, I remember when I lived in the ashram asking my teacher, um, what do you do when you really start to feel like the agony of the world because it is agonizing I mean as we sit here there are there are children who, who who are starving there are people being bombed there are families being torn apart you know life is as equally as rich and abundant and exquisite and amazing as it is devastating you know both both exist and, and how do we live and my response to you would be, or his response to me was, you, to paraphrase it, it was, you feel it fully mm. and you allow it to deepen your commitment to life. Mm. So, I love that. Does that make sense? I'm paraphrasing. It was a long time ago, but that's how I feel it now. That it's that you know it is agonizing, and we are feminine. The feminine part of us, man or woman, is what feels, and mm -hmm. we can feel a guilt about why should I feel pleasure when people are in pain? Mm -hmm. Well, it is inevitable that there will always be someone in pain. And yet when you experience pleasure, you nourish yourself in all the ways that we talked about, your immune system, your health and well-being, your capacity to cope with stress. And what does that mean? Well, it means that you will inflict less pain on others, for sure. You will mm -hmm. inflict less pain on yourself. So 
there is a way to feel the devastation and to use it to deepen your commitment to living your deepest truth, to giving your greatest gifts. And if it's someone else's pain that you feel and you see the the senseless act of someone else, then you make the commitment to to seeing where you act senselessly, which we all do, toward ourselves, toward others. Mm -hmm. And cell by cell, we heal the part of us that can act insensitively you know that can be destructive that can cause unwarranted pain on others and on ourselves. and and when we do that we ripple that out to the next person and the next person and the next person you know i think the duality is always going to exist i don't be- i i can't quite feel in my body that in this human human experience there will be anything other than duality and yet at the core of duality is this oneness. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Oh, yes, absolutely. And that's the part that I, I think that um, sometimes is, is troubling to me because when these kinds of events happen, it, mm-hmm. sometimes, it almost seems like it, it polarizes us even more mm-hmm. that um, instead of bringing us together, we find... If you listen to the media, you listen to even just people having conversations about this, mm. that um, it might unify us to some extent, but then it seems like it unifies us against um, so-called evil. Yeah, and you, and know? you know what? And, and, and the, the danger is, you know what I was talking about, um, accuse versus invite. Whenever you accuse yourself of being wrong, you separate, you split your psyche, literally. You create another, mm-hmm. right? And when you accuse another, rather than inviting integrity. So mm-hmm. we fil- when we filter things through our own um, <laughs> accusations, mm-hmm. how can there ever be anything other than separation? Exactly. When, so when you feel devastated because your partner is out of integrity, that is the moment to open your outpouring of heartfelt agony, and your partner can only look at you because it's not an it's not an accusation, it's an invitation. Your partner can only look at you and and be. Um, and become aware of the agony that is being caused by the lack of integrity, right? Well, it's the same with the world. You look at anyone who's ever stood up on any podium and expressed the agony because of an unjust thing that is happening in the world, that person has far more impact than the person who's saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but I I still think that what what I'm sensing is that it it sometimes it takes um something like that to happen for that person to get up on the podium and start railing yes. about what they're against, but then they're still against something. So where is the unity? Where is the oneness? You know, because well, it, 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 until we can actually be one yeah. with 
the terrorist, so to speak, you know, to to be able to look into the eyes of the person who's trying to kill you, <laughs> you know, and see your your shadow being reflected back to you. Yeah. You know, because it's we're, there's only there's only one of us here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I think the the answer, you the, know, your question is how do you do that? The answer is 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 to ensure that it is an invitation rather than an accusation. I think that's the only way. So for example, if you see someone pouring poison into a river, mm-hmm. you're not going to feel the oneness and go, oh, you know, we're all one. You mm-hmm. know, you should not do that. You're going to feel the oneness and you're going to go, stop, right? Because the, that, the stop is not an accusation. It's like that one act because where one impacts everyone and mm-hmm. that we all inflict terror on each other in one way or another we all inflict our own beliefs and judgments all all we can do is our own work and then express as an invitation this is one mm-hmm. of the reasons why i love the work of andrew harvey who's who mm-hmm. i've hosted here you know two yes. years in a row now, has become a beloved friend because he merges the 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 act see, an activist his whole thing was an activist could be an accuser what I'm calling an accuser you know very mm-hmm. passionate but 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 caused more conflict and then you've got the one sitting on the yoga mats going we're all one but it's like hang on um, when you can join that from that deep stillness within that knowing that we are all one and you can harness the passion into embodied love in action mm-hmm. then you can create change but you can't create change if you're just accusatory and you can't create change if you sit on the yoga mat <laughs> yeah or if, if you are sitting on the yoga mat then uh, it seems like nobody pays attention because there's no drama there's no you know, uh, no reason for somebody to get up there and be railing against something. In other words, when when it is all unity, then it's peace. And when there's peace, there's nothing to get up there and and get passionate about. You know, mm-hmm. because people. Do, I mean, I don't know if this is making any sense or not, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like report like reporting good news. You don't see that in the media. It would be boring. You know. People well, don't. Also, people aren't attracted to that, you know. Yeah, and also, unfortunately, like I, like I don't even pay attention to the media anymore because the media is just a money-making machine. I believe, I mm-hmm. believe that the media is only interested in making money and selling time slots and selling newspapers and, um, you know, there is, um, um the rallying against because of what's in the media can 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 in itself be you know it's about feeling what's in our own heart and giving our own gifts whatever that may be it's that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to that's yeah beautiful. i I, I know we've gotten way off topic but, <laughs> no, but no 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 it's true you. so so the so the pleasure i mean everything we've talked about is feminine embodiment it's that pleasure that that nourishment that inner wisdom that expressing yourself authentically that that 
freedom of your own sexuality. I mean, imagine if there were a world where we all felt free to be exactly who we were sexually. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. that, how much less violence and suppression and, oh, that there would be. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. So you make well, a difference with your unique gifts. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marjorie. Thank you for getting, oh, my goodness, you're up so early. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, ladies. Now I don't see any other hands, and so with that, I want to invite you into feeling again what it was you came here for. What we were exploring today is the feminine embodiment, the womanly art of love, sex, and intimacy. So for you, how are you moving forward from this call? How are you going to resensitize your body to pleasure? So you can live a life where you feel the pleasure of life, where you gift the feeling of that to everyone around you. In life and in lovemaking, how, what, what feelings do you now realize you've been suppressing that you want to liberate, that you want to invite rather than accuse? Where do you notice you shut your heart down? And what are you going to do? Instead of turning away, how are you going to open your heart and be authentically you? And what is it within your own unique embodiment of your sexual energy? What is it that brings that depth of aliveness and juiciness? What brings that for you? I want you to really feel into it and from this call... Make a decision. What is one embodied action that you're going to take? Maybe it's emailing me with a question. Maybe it's emailing me and asking for information on the Goddess Embodiment Circle. Maybe it's making a declaration in your hallway like I did and then taking an embodied action. What's it going to be? Um, And if you choose an embodied action from here, I would love to hear about it. So you don't have to just email me with a question. I'd love to hear what it is that you're committed to. Go for it. And um, uh, and if you're in the, the circle, the embodiment circle, post it in there and let us hold you lovingly accountable. Most of all, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for being you. I want to honor you for committing yourself to exploring your artistry, your skill, how you want to be in the womanly art of love, sex and intimacy. I I love that you're here and I can't wait to connect with you in the very near future. Thank you for being here. Loads and loads of love from me and it's bye for now. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.